0: The information presented in this program is not intended as legal, health, or nutritional advice. All topics are provided for informational purposes only and are not necessarily endorsed. Neither LightOn nor its host accepts responsibility for any statements, views, or opinions presented in this episode. All rights reserved. It feels like all our heroes are coming We all know why. the world itself is just one big hoax welcome back to the show pete stone from the sovereign project thank you for being here um you've been been here a few times but i haven't caught up with you in a while so it's nice to see you again yeah,
1: yeah, it's been a while. That's that's true. But yeah, let's catch up. What's happening?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, I I've been keeping up with your your posts and stuff online, and uh, I know there's a lot happening in the UK. So I can uh, definitely pick your brain. Uh, what what is happening in the UK? <laughs> um, I, I hear a lot about uh, ULEs happening. Um, I don't know if you guys are experiencing the facial recognition thing starting. uh, I know over here, I've been to a couple places. Like I think I was in Rockefeller center one day and there's a sign up um, that's saying, Oh, by the way, we're capturing your face and whatever information. And I'm like, and by the time you get in, it's like too late to say like, you don't have a choice. You know what I mean? I don't know what they're doing with that. Yes. So what are you guys uh, dealing with over there?
1: Yeah, pretty much the same. And, uh, I mean, we can touch on that facial recognition stuff because it's creeping over here because you go into some of the shops and they're doing it. And although they put signs up saying facial recognition is operating and there's a screen and you walk in and you'll see there's, like, a green square around your face and all the rest of it, they're tracking your face, you're walking in. Now, here's the thing with the facial recognition is that um, facial recognition is not CCTV. CCTV okay so there's a difference so i think if we touch on what cctv is then we can move on to what facial recognition is and then you can see the legal and unlawful problem with it so normal cctv just captures Anything okay, so a little bit like um, if you're on holiday and you're taking photographs and you're taking a photograph of your family on the beach, well, obviously, you've got members of the public behind your family, okay, Mm -hmm. and they've been caught in your camera, but there's nothing wrong with that because you're actually operating in a public place and everyone accepts that sort of stuff because you're operating in the public. It's common land. If you get caught on someone else's camera, it's not a problem. There's no violation of rights going on here. Reasonable expectation to privacy is what they would say in the legal, right? Absolutely correct. Okay. Now, the problem you have is let's say you take um, a picture of your family and behind behind them, you've got these strangers you don't know about. You catch some guy. If you then decide to try and look that guy up and you start looking for his data and his information, where he lives, that's a violation of that guy's privacy. The reason being is because you don't have the right or the cause to do that, okay? And it's the same, you know, if you're caught on camera by someone else, they don't have the right to look you up. There's no cause. You haven't done any harm. You haven't, you know, stolen anything. You've not committed a crime. There's no cause. So that person who's taken the photograph does not have the right to look you up. And if they did you could sue them because it's a violation of your privacy, okay? Mm-hmm. So normal CCTV. So let's say you go into a jewelry shop. So CCTV's in there. It's not a problem. I have no problem with CCTV, by the way. Um, so it's recording you. Now, if I'm just a customer, I go in there, buy something, walk out. It's not a problem. But if there's a crime committed by somebody in that jewelry shop, that's the cause. That then gives the jewelry shop owner the right to go and look up that criminal because he's caught, you've been caught on CCTV, you've committed a crime, that's the cause. The criminal has lost their right to privacy at that point because they've committed the crime. And that means that the jewelry shop can look them up, go and arrest them, sue them, all the rest of it. Okay. So that's CCTV. In other words, your image can be caught on CCTV, not a problem. But the person who catches that image cannot look up your details in any way shape or form because there is no cause there has to be a contract there has to be an agreement if you allow them to do it not a problem so let's get to facial recognition facial recognition says they are going to use your image and then they are going to compare it to a database and then find your name address date of birth and all the rest of it okay now, the problem with this is, did you allow this? Did you give the shop permission to do this? The answer is no. Okay. And, further to, and even further to this, for facial recognition to work, there has to be a database with your information already on it. Right. So what's happening is, is someone out there, some, someone working for a corporation has already determined that they're going to take your data including your image and your date of birth and your name and everything, credit rating and all that. And they are going to store it on their database without your permission. And then they're going to use their facial recognition. You can see the problem with that. That is, that's unlawful. That's illegal. You can't hold someone else's data without their permission. So as soon as you know this, this is already beginning to happen over here in, um, england you know i don't like using the word uk because obviously that's a corporation yeah um so people are already doing this i think i heard one story that um i won't mention the shop but it was a well-known um supermarket chain and this guy walked in it was operating facial recognition and the shop sent him an email a spam advertisement email right and he goes what's going on a few you know a few days later we got this email through from this particular shop and he's going um I didn't sign up to this. Why am I now suddenly receiving email advertising from this supermarket? So then he went in and he you know, contacted the management and it was the facial recognition. And he went, I didn't authorize this. I didn't authorize you to have my email address on your account. Where's the original contract? Where is it? And of course, there isn't one. So he sued the shop and he won. I think the payout was £10,000. Wow. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Because all you do is you, 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 when, when you find that someone has got your data, you serve notice on them and you say, right, I'm giving you 30 days notice to give me the proof that I've allowed this to happen. And that's got to be a signed contract, right? So you're giving them 30 days notice to provide the written contract um, that allows this facial recognition. In other words, that allows my data to be stored on your database and they can't provide it. So after the 30 days, they are now in default, they haven't provided the information you requested, and now you can go after them. Now you can sue them and say, right, you've got my data on your files, your database, without my permission. It's a violation of my data, uh, my privacy rights. I want paying out, <laughs> And you can keep doing it. <laughs> so if they don't remove your data from their database, if you go back into that shop a month later and your data is still on their database, <laughs> you're right, I'm going to hit you with another 10 grand then.
0: But <laughs> well, you, you need to prove that your data is on their database, right? I mean, how do you, or do you just need a sign from them saying that they've, they're have they capturing your data?
1: That's right. Well, I mean, you don't have to prove anything. Uh-huh. Here's, here's the problem, you see, because you put the burden of proof on them. Uh-huh. So again, this guy, he received the advertisement, yeah, on his email address. And he was going, why, why am I getting this oh. um, advertisement? Yeah, right, that's that
0: why his email, right? Okay.
1: Exactly. So he contacted the supermarket chain, and they came back and says, well, we got it through this facial recognition. They, they've admitted it. Mm-hmm. So, so they've now admitted that that shop has his data on their database, you see. So there's your proof. Okay, you've admitted you've got my data. Mm-hmm. I'm now going to give you 30 days notice to provide evidence that I've, I've allowed this. And, of course, it doesn't exist. So if people start figuring this out, then all you've got to do is you walk into any of these shops with facial recognition, Walk in, do your shopping, come back. If you do receive advertisement, and that's a dead giveaway because I didn't allow it, but what you can also do is you can serve notice on these shops and say, um, do you have my details on a database? <laughs> and they've got a major problem on their hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they've got to say yes. Otherwise, how does the facial recognition work?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Facial recognition could only work if they've already got your data.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So then, of course, they'll come back and say, yes, we've got your data on file. Oh, right, okay, here you are, 30 days' notice. I want to know where you're getting the permission from, where you're getting the authority from to have my data on your database. And when enough people wake up to this, this facial recognition stuff comes to an end.
0: It really does. I know in England they're you know pretty aggressive and they're climbing uh, <laughs> the posts and, and t- <laughs> down the cameras. <laughs> um I, I saw that they were like instituting trucks now instead of just the regular cameras so people don't mess with them
1: that's true yeah uh, there's a lot of people actually chopping the cameras down i mean that's really good to see you know they've had enough of it and especially the ules cameras they're chopping that to bits you know chopping those down Yeah. Um, but i think in england um there is this um underlying history of the law which isn't legislation okay so there's this um i don't know it's with us english people or englishmen or whatever um we, we, we will put pen to paper and, you know and we'll go we're not having this and we, we'll we'll send off our notices and letters and we'll we'll demand justice but um, yeah there are people out there that are taking justice a different in a different direction you know with the old snipping of the cable and chopping down the cameras
0: we don't They're condone that down. at all <laughs> definitely don't do that
1: yeah don't do that yeah
0: no, okay. to... we want to follow the legal statutory system <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: absolutely <laughs> um
0: you know don't spray you know spray
1: foam on them or paint don't do that
0: right yeah <laughs> don't don't get that stuff at any you know auto shop yeah for 5 99 <laughs> yeah not a good idea
1: no don't do that
0: <laughs> so, but yeah with with this stuff pete though i've Um, is there like a more standardized way to learn as far as like the notices and stuff like that? Cause I've found that honestly, I'm not confident when it comes to the, um, you know, when it comes to like doing a lean and, and, and all that stuff, I I was kind of like, oh shit, I really don't know what I'm doing and I don't, (laughs) I don't want to end up like, God knows where, um, is there a, is there a way to, to learn that stuff succinctly? So, uh, so you can be confident in, in serving notices.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean you're right. I mean most people, this isn't taught in school, you know. So the average person doesn't know about it. it it's not even that easy to find online, you know. Really, um, there's no courses. You know, you can't go to university to learn this sort of stuff either. But this is why I set up the Sovereign Project um, dot Live website because there's a ton of information on there. So there are free to download um, um, documents that will show you how to do a notice, for example, and. Also, it will show you how to do um, leans, the lean process. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's information on there to do it. Oh, here's a cheeky plug. <laughs> I've <laughs> even put it all in a manual for you, everybody. <laughs>
2: right.
1: So you've got the Sovereign Project handbook now. So everything's in there. So if you don't really want to download everything, some people didn't want to do that, We can we've put it in a book and you can actually buy the book online. That's and awesome. it shows you how to do it. Now, for some people... They might need a bit of coaching. Um, so we now have an online course that people can sign up to. And it's a 22-week course. It takes you from the beginning, just teaches you the basics, you know, signatures, contracts, that sort of stuff. And by the end of the 22-week course, you'll know everything you'll need to know, uh, notices, affidavits, how the courts work and how the lean process works. And, and then away you go. You just, I mean, I would not suggest if you're brand new to this, don't, take on something big don't go after the police or something hmm. but just try it on um you know day-to-day life you're dealing with a shop and it's and they're not you know they're not honoring a, a guarantee or something like that you know hmm. serve notice do that you know do the smaller things first don't ramp up to the big stuff you've got to practice this you know it takes
0: several years to get good at it so yeah, yeah
1: we've got the training course online now
0: for sure. Um I and uh, yeah, I always advocate to people like even if you don't want to start serving notices like at least understand um the difference between law and legal. Mm. I think that that's a a big deal people still don't understand what the what the difference is because they think these legal codes are are law but they're yeah. not. It's really just a made up system to kind of, you know, um subjugate humanity Right? really. You're right? Yeah. I you're absolutely right.
1: Oh, I mean yeah. the thing with law a lot of people don't understand the difference between law and legal legal basically well, the word legal means undoing do, uh, undoing god's law that's that's where it came from really I didn't legal. know. Legal. Yeah, oh. so everything is backwards in the legal system it's a complete opposite to what the law is. Yeah. Um but in layman's terms legal means contract. So whenever you hear that word legal okay then that is referring to a contract all the time 100% of the time so if you're ever told you can't do that because it is illegal the next question you ask is well show me a contract then where is it because doing something illegal means that you've gone against a policy that is written within a contract and that contract can only apply to you if you've signed the contract and you've agreed to it if you didn't sign it it doesn't apply to you Mm -hmm. so I mean, I'll give you an example, like in sports, you know, if you've got two teams on the pitch and they're playing a certain sport and they do something incorrect, I don't know, like in football or over here we call it football or soccer, (laughs) you're not allowed to pick up the ball, okay, in uh, soccer, football. That would be illegal, okay, because that's an illegal move within the rules of that game. But that doesn't apply to the people watching, you know, they're not part of the rules. They can pick the ball up all day long. It's got nothing. That's not illegal for them to pick it up. Mm-hmm. So, legal just means that you are within a contract and you've breached a policy within that contract. So, whenever you get told you've done something illegal, ask to see the contract. Mm. But, I mean, it's, things get so much easier when you figure that out. Yeah. Because you know, then you know that legislation, well, that's just corporate policy then. You know, people have woken up that
0: governments are corporations now. I wanted to ask you about that, too. Um, but before I ask you that, though, mm-hmm. so one big question I still get is. Um, you know, are we tied to this legal system by dint of having, you know, a driver's license or being like, you know, birth certificate or being plugged in in any way to the legal system? Um, yes. To what extent does that kind of adhere us to that system and those rules? hmm. Yeah. That's how they trick you. Um, They trick you
1: by making you register with the corporate state. uh, That would be your passport, your driver's license. Registering to vote is another one. But if you know anything about contract law, within contract law, there has to be informed consent. You can't hide information from the other party. So if you write a contract out and two people are going to sign it, you can't hide information. That's lying through omission. That means you've removed stuff from the contract and you're being deceitful. So that means the contract is then fraudulent, making it null and void. So now you know that, you now know now that if you contract through the, uh, with the uh, corporate governments using passports, driver's license, and all the rest of it, That's fraudulent because you were never told. You were not told this is what you were doing. So it's like um, registering your car. I mean, I think the average person now, I mean, obviously, in the freedom truth movement, they now know they don't own their car anymore because they've registered it. So you've got license plates in your country. We've got them over here in this country, license plates. License plate means uh, license means asking permission. So that gives you a clue. So you've got a number, which is a corporate government number, on that car. And now, because it's owned by the government, because you registered it with them, they own it now. They've got the um, equity rights to it. All you have left is the right to use government property. That's all you've got. But to use that government property, you now need a driver's license. (laughs) Driver's license, that means you're asking permission to drive government property. So, they contra- so they're they making you contract. So every time you get a driver's license, you're contracting. You're, you would then agree to all the road laws. Because mm-hmm. here's another thing. There are no road laws. In fact, there's no such thing as over here, UK roads and where you are, American roads or you know United States of America roads or United States roads. No, 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 no such thing. No such thing. They are just roads. End of. And they're, we, are, we all own them. Okay, The people own these roads. No corporation owns them. But there is a corporate jurisdiction that's placed upon these roads. So over here, you've got UK roads. Well, for me to operate in that jurisdiction, it requires me to register my car with the DVLA, which is a subsection of the UK corporation. So registering my car turns it into a vehicle for commerce, I am now operating in the jurisdiction of the UK DVLA uh, Highway Code. Now I have to abide by everything they say. And then all of a sudden, all these traffic lights and all these uh, speed cameras and all the yellow lines and the no parking zones and all the rest of the nonsense and the ULA stuff now apply to me. Because I've contracted. I've registered my car. It's now a vehicle owned by the government. I've now contracted and it's the same way you are. It's the same. You, If you register your car with the United States of America, you are
0: now driving on American roads. <laughs> it's a jurisdiction. It seems like such a hassle, though. I know there's a guy here in the States, and he's basically homeless, living out of his van, and he refuses to um, to register his his van. So he gets pulled over like every other week. Yes, like goes through this song and dance with the cops and sometimes he's successful. And recently he got his van taken away and now it's been impounded and they're about to sell it. Yes. It seems like they've created these, you know, these rings that you eventually really can't jump through. Um, Yeah, on your own, it's
1: difficult you know, unless you really know what you're doing and you're ready for a fight every time. Um, I know there's a Texan man who's done it, apparently, and um, he deregistered his truck, didn't have the number plates, had it removed. It said private vehicle or private car, something like that on the back. And yeah, he got pulled over, um, but he sued the police because it was uh, an unlawful stop. It was an unlawful seizure as well, because the police did not have the right to seize it. See, the police can't touch your car unless it's, Registered. If it's not registered, they have no right. They can't touch it because there's no contract there. It's private property at that point. So if you know how to handle yourself, yeah, you can go and sue the police and say, right, you owe me this, you know, two hundred fifty thousand or whatever. But yeah, you're right. If it's an individual trying this on their own, it's very, very difficult because the police will keep coming after you. You'll be hounded and all the rest of it. This is why it's going to take numbers to do this. So. More and more people are waking up to this, all right? So it's not just us talking about it. If you go on the uh, on the internet and you go to some of these truth uh, truth movement um, uh, social media groups, they know about this now. It's all coming out. And they're realizing that there is a way out of the ULESS and all the rest of the nonsense is coming. They've got, they're thinking about doing pay per mile. I think they might be trying to do that in America. Yeah. Charge you for every mile that you drive. Climate stuff, um, basically, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, also what they're thinking of doing is, like in, this, in the UK corporation, I heard a report that they're going to try and make it cost £85,000 a year to run a car. That's going to price most people out of the market. How, how, how can they afford £85,000 a year just to run a car? Have you heard – do you know about Singapore and how expensive it is over there to actually own a car? They're paying £140,000 $140, a year to just run a Toyota Camry. <laughs> <laughs> go check that out that you know so they're trying to do that over here and i think they're going to try and do it in america they're going to try and make it well they, they definitely are they're already doing the 15-minute cities in america as well as over here now people have realized that you're only trapped in these 15-minute cities eulah zones and all the rest of it because you registered and everyone's beginning to wake up to the fact that you have the right to deregister you can take your car back no one can stop you so a lot of people are waking up to this. So as more and more people wake up to this, the numbers are going to start growing. And when there's enough of us, then a lot of us are going to say, you know what, let's do it en masse. You know, you get to say 500,000 people and they'll say, oh, I want my car back. Guess what? We get our car back, don't we? How are you going to mess with 500,000 people? You can't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the key. Like the entire, you know, consciousness needs to shift in that direction and people need to to uh, amass and and do that all together or i think it's going to be way way harder that's sure the key um and the same with taxes yes a lot lot of people are like oh man i don't want to pay these but (laughs) i don't know what's going to happen if i don't do you know anybody who doesn't i do i know a lot of a lot of people who don't
1: Uh um I mean, it it does start with the mindset, though. Before you get into the technicalities and the paperwork involved, the mindset has to change. So a lot of people have got this slave mentality. They they have been brainwashed just to pay the tax. Mm -hmm. Well, you should ask yourself, who am I paying the tax to? So let's say, I don't know, here we go. I've got a note here. You know, five pound. I got this five pound. It's in my hand, okay, and I've got to pay a five pound tax. So I then hand this over to somebody, and it's gone. Who have I just handed that five pounds to? Someone else has now got it. It's in their pocket. They're spending it. Who? So people need to ask who. Who am I paying the tax to? Not a what? Not a corporation, but a who? Who?
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> who? So when you wake up to that, you go, yeah, because remember, tax. People need to know what a tax is. A tax can only be applied to a slave or a serf. That's how it is applied to. It would be the king. So the king would um, decree that he owns you. You are subject to the king. Okay, so subject means you are subjugated and you are owned, your property, your chattel of the king, right? In the olden days, it used to be um, that, a serf um, was part of the land, and then the king owned the land. Um, so the king said, anything on that land, it, owned, it belongs to me, including the people, the serfs, and they are taxpayers. And they that's how the tax works. So if you're paying taxes today, you've got to say to yourself, well, who's the king, Yang? who Who's this person who owns me? Because you only pay tax to your slave master. Yeah. Okay? Everything else would be a charge wouldn't it you know you'd receive a bill i don't have a problem with paying a bill but for me to pay a bill i have to put the order in first don't i so if i put an order in for i don't know the the government to sweep my streets and they do because i put the order in and then they present me with a bill i'm not a problem paying that it's not a problem yeah yeah no problem i put the order in i requested it it's a service i want not a problem Give me a bill. Yep, fine. That's all legal. Not a problem. I'll pay. But when they start saying tax, only serfs and slaves are taxed. So people are going to wake up to that. So the word tax, people are so blase, they go, no, I've got to pay me tax. Oh, you're a slave then,
0: aren't you? <laughs> even, even in the Bible, the, the Roman Empire, and um, in the book of Romans, right? They say, be sure to pay your tax. The Romans are next to God and godly and so be sure to pay us what we are due because you Mm are essentially (laughs) in paraphrasing obviously yes yeah it's been going on for a long long time it really has but remember
1: years and years ago you know we're talking centuries ago the average person knew that they were subjects to the king you know and back in the roman empire you know they they believed they were slaves if you like to the Roman Empire, because they had slaves, you know, just look at the history books, you know, you could buy people, you know, just like chattel back then. So it was accepted, you know, because everyone thought, yeah, okay, I'm a slave, yeah, I've got to pay my taxes. Today, people in the first world, does anyone consider themselves to be a slave today? I doubt it. But if you're paying tax, well, you are. You're paying tax to someone else. You're paying tax to your slave master. Someone owns you if you're paying tax to them. So people are going to wake up to that. I mean, here in the UK, uh, we are, well, not we, but there is a king, okay? There was a Prince Charles. But by the way, he's not the king of the UK. He's supposed to be the king of England. So that gives you a clue that the UK is a corporation, absolutely, 100%. But is the king really making a declaration that we are slaves to him, that we are subjects to the king and we have to pay tax? I don't think so. The average British person thinks that the monarch is just there for you know, appearance sake, you know, tradition. No one considers themselves actually subjects to the king and then the king can tell you what to do and you've got to pay taxes anymore. No one thinks that.
0: But you got to wake up. (laughs) People really don't understand that the the chains have been made invisible for a long Mm. time and they're just so used to going along with it. They don't understand what the system really is. It is a system of slavery. Um, And you mentioned this corporation thing. A lot, mm. um, and that's what I've you know learned is that we're all corporations. I have a friend, uh, Robert Michael, who um he deals more with like legal stuff. I think, but he says that we're not a corporation; we're an insolvency trust. Yeah. Do you know what is that true? Are we are we misdefining it as a corporation? Okay. It does get a little bit confusing. Okay, because you
1: if you ask the average person what a corporation is. Um, they will think like a big business, like McDonald's. Okay, which that is true. A, a corporation is a big business, like Tesla or um, you know uh, McDonald's, Burger King, and that sort of stuff. But here's the thing: corporation basically means um, "corpse" is dead body. Asian speak of. So it's just it refers to a dead entity. So the word corporation just refers to a dead. Entity. In other words, it's not referring to a living, breathing man or woman. Okay. It's not alive. So, dead entities only exist in paper. They're written down. It exists in a contract. That's a dead entity, a legal fiction. That's another word for it. Okay. Yeah. So, a corporation can be pretty much anything that is owned, that only exists in the world of uh, legislation and paperwork and contracts. So, I can give you some examples. Um, like um, you could say council, the council. Okay, I can say something like that, like the council, because we have councils over here. Well, just saying the council, I, I can pretty much guarantee that everyone who's just heard heard me say the council, a, a face did not pop into your mind. You didn't imagine someone like if I if I give you a name of somebody, then their face pops into your imagination. You know, if I say uh, Clint Eastwood. Well, bang, you now know who you, you... The image of Clint, you know we're talking about a living, breathing man man or woman, right? So that's the name of a living, breathing man or woman. So if I'd say Clint Eastwood, bang, he pops into your mind, you know that I'm talking about a person, a living, breathing person. If I say the council, you're not seeing an image of a living, breathing person now. It's a dead entity. It's a nothingness. In fact, you can't even define it. You know, how tall is this council? You know, is he a man? Is he a woman? How old is this so-called council? So there's other legal fictions like the police what does that mean if i say the police does that do you do you think of billy bob who works as a police officer no no it's a legal fiction again the police it doesn't mean anything it's it's generic it's um it's a con it's a construct in your mind that's what legal fictions are so the police the government is another one if i say the government you don't see a face you know hello i'm the government (laughs) No, it's a legal fiction, okay? It's a corporation. So that's what a corporation is. It's a it's a dead body, okay? a, a Something that exists in, in a contract only. So that's what that means. Now, going back to the corporate side of things, we have a, well, it's not our birth certificate, but we are assigned a birth certificate if you are registered at birth. Now, that birth certificate is a corporation, so it's not you. It's not you, the living, breathing. It is a written documentation of a birth of a corporation and that's what everything applies to within commerce everything applies to your birth certificate so going back to the trust thing yeah um i understand what he's saying on that um it is very complicated you've got to try and have an understanding of how the system works it's all trusts it all the whole entire system operates as a trust now within a trust some people don't know what a trust is Basically, what a trust is, is splitting off the title of something of value, okay? So you have to have at least two parties, all right? So there's two parties in this trust minimum. Then there will be something of value that's placed into the trust, okay? And that's normally referred to as the res or the body of the trust or um, the principal, for example. That, that could be the thing. It could be anything. It can be a car, TV. It doesn't matter. Something of value. It can be a um, a bond. A certificate can be that it's something of value so this thing is placed into trust and then there's a splitting of the title so within ownership now is a clue the word ownership has ship at the end of it and that's giving you a clue we're talking maritime law yeah maritime law yeah so ownership anything with ship on the end is telling you what you're doing is you're entering onto a or you're boarding a vessel and on board that vessel you've got crewmen You've got a captain, got a set of rules. So you've got to make sure if you are boarding that ship, are you the captain or are you the crewman? Okay. So ownership. So within ownership, there are many titles within ownership. There's many titles, rights, and certificates thereof. Within ownership, there's splitting of the title. So you can have, like, say, um, if you've got something of value, like this pen. So this pen – it's got some value to it. You can put this into trust if you wish, and you can split the title of this. So it's got an equitable title, which is the physical value, the intrinsic value of this pen. And then you've got the right to use. That's another title. OK, so that's usually split within a trust. So that's placed into trust. Then the equitable title is within that trust. OK, so the value of the pen stays in that trust. And then the beneficiary, they have the right to use the pen. So they can use the pen, but they don't own it because they've given it to the trust. So there's always a splitting of the title. So the entire system that we are in today, everything, that is how it works. Is there's the splitting of the title. You're entering into a trust. So, for example, your car, we mentioned this earlier. If you register your car with the uh, you know, Department of Transport or whatever, you are handing over the equitable title of that car. So the, the, the intrinsic value, if you like, is being given to that corporation that runs the trust. All you have left is the right to use it under certain conditions. So everything operates as a trust. So, yeah, um, I think you're a friend, uh, Robert, you mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's correct. Everything's like that. Everything's tr- In fact, if, if it has a serial number on it, here's, a, here's the thing. If, it, if it's got a serial number, you don't own it. Um, someone else does. Someone has the equitable title and that is referred to as the uh, manufacturer's uh, statement of origin so when something is made something is built brand new in a factory there will be a document which is the original document which is the manufacturer's statement of origin to say this is i am the manufacturer of it i made this thing that's that it's not a certificate it's the original document that then goes off and then that can go into a trust the title is split and the equitable title is in someone else's possession, usually within a trust. You get the right to use, and that's it. And it's a limited right to use. So this is the same with your children, um, businesses, your house, your car, anything like that. If you've registered it, you've entered into a trust, and there is a separation of the titles, and you, all you have left is the right to use with conditions. That's all you've got left. So, yeah, your friend's right. Everything's operating
0: as a trust today so is there anything within that you know separation that would snag you up if you're going after any of these people by by considering it a just a corporation rather than an insolvency trust would okay. that snag you up because i mean everybody says corporation corporation you know what i mean yeah they do um well no i mean here's the
1: thing this is where we get into liens so if you're going to go after somebody I mean, you've got to understand that the court system itself does not deal in law at all, and it does not deal with the living, okay? So there is no position for the living or law within these modern-day courts. It's all commerce, and it's all um, titles, legal titles, um, legislation, act statutes, blah, 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 blah. That's what they play. That's the game they play, okay? It's business. It's a bank. Um, In fact, um, court actually means a place where you go to buy and sell debt and bonds. That's the original word for court. Um, So, yeah. So if you are wanting to sue somebody, you can't actually do it using the legal system, the living, breathing. You can't do it. And they don't own anything anyway. So let's say you were going to sue, I don't know, someone bumped into your car or whatever. You wanted to sue them or whatever. They don't own anything, so how are you going to take anything from them? You can't because they don't own it anyway. They've got no assets. So what you've got to do is you have to sue their corporation or birth certificate. You treat it as commerce. So what you would be doing is you would be the director of your corporation going after this other person's corporation, okay? And then you just go through the court process. And because everything is um, registered with the, the government, the government holds all the titles to all these properties, cars, houses, businesses, boats, planes. That's where it is. So all everything is in that legal system. The, the government corporation owns it. So if I want to say, for example, take your car, well, I'm not going to sue you, the living breathing. I will be suing your corporation, and I'll be using the legal system so I can gain access to the title to your car, which is held by the government. Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> it can be
0: mind-bending yeah yeah a lot of it is mind-bending for sure um yeah i don't think i'll ever you know i've been just waiting for the day to really like put all my time into into this stuff because it is it's time consuming and i don't want to um mm. I don't want to mess it up and my, i think my brain doesn't comprehend a lot of it it's like math to me but um It's
1: difficult. I mean, this is why I do the online course. It takes, um, I mean, I've got some uh, people here where I live. There's at least a good 40 people plus uh, Mm -hmm. that want to learn this. And they've put the work in and they've put uh, an effort in every week to be, because I hold a weekly workshop and they attend the workshop. I do the 22 week course. I do it two or three times. We've done it at least four times now. And it's taken them about 18 months of study, going through this and they're getting it they're finally getting it so think of it like um, it's almost like taking on a, a university degree you know you've got to say right, well, i'm gonna to have to make an effort one evening a week i'm gonna learn this i'm gonna study it but it is worth it because when you get to the end of it and you learn how this works you'll see a way out and you'll see just how fragile the entire system is because people are panicking and i'm going no do you know how fragile it really is it's a joke everyone's panicking over access statutes you go well access statutes don't apply they're they're uh corporate policies and they only apply to you through contract yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it's really important because i think you know slowly but surely they're coming up with more and more insane codes to apply to us and pretty soon it's going to be i mean we're, we're going to get some, some crazy shit in there. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. In fact, that
1: just reminds me about, I know where you are, um, there's this fight over the Second Amendment, you know, because they're trying to ban the guns and all the rest of it, you see. Right. And I'm over here, and I'm trying to say, why would you even get into this argument about the Second Amendment? It's, it's, a, non, it's, it, it's a trap. It's mm-hmm. a misdirection. You see, the sovereign would know, um, I have the right to bear arms regardless of any constitution. Constitution does not give me the right to bear arms. I already have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as soon as you wake up to that, you go, hmm, okay then. So I don't care about the Second Amendment anymore. Then I have my own inherent right to bear arms. So if someone else is trying to take that away from me, the first question I ask is, who is it? Who is this person who's trying to take away my right to bear arms? And I will sue them. I will find who, where, you know, your name, where you live, and I will serve papers on you and say, you are trying to violate my rights. Where do you care off? Where have I given you the authority to take away, take away my right to bear arms? That's the argument that the American people should be having. Not arguing over the Second Amendment. These politicians are messing with you. Mm-hmm. Okay? I mean, the whole thing in America. You now I like um the culture of Americans, by the way. Don't get me wrong. I, I do love the American people. I think it's they produce some great stuff and made life worth living. You know, there's mm-hmm. some roads in America that I want to drive one day. You know, Route 66. I want to do it all one day. I want to have a taste of that. But it's the American government. The American government are messing with the American people. First of all, the the, the American people have been called citizens. Well, if you accept that American citizen, if you accept that, you are slave to the city. And no one would no one would take that on. I mean, I saw a T-shirt. Uh, in America uh, about the second amendment. And I think the top part said um, being a subject means you're a slave, which is true. You know, it's being a subject and then underneath being a citizen means you're free. And I went, Oh no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No. (laughs) Citizen is the same as a subject. It's the same.
0: So a subject, you're subject to the King, a citizen, you're subject to the corporation. People are very confused on that. And, And by the way, there are at least two constitutions, so they did yes. that a long time ago, and um, one of them does not give you. We're tied to the federal, I believe, and that does not give us access to the Bill of Rights. Correct. Jones v. Tenner, I think, is the you can you can see that in that case. Mm-hmm. Jones v. Tenner, I think it's Tenner or Temmer, um, but yeah, they say straight out you do not have access to the Bill of Rights. That's right,
1: and it doesn't even operate in those courts. So the thing with the Bill of Rights here's a here's a good question. This is this is how you can just. Dismiss the bill of rights you've got the bill of rights do you have the ability to change those bill of rights no no of course not <laughs> <laughs> so if i don't have the ability to change them how do they protect me they don't and then you could ask another question did i write them no i didn't write them someone else did so there's someone else's bill of rights they're not mine so again when you wake up to this so you've got, to, you've got to understand where authority comes from. Authority comes from you, okay? That's where it comes from. That's where authority. And the word authority comes from author. I am the author, authority, author of my name, my word, my writing. I write it. So I can create my own Bill of Rights. They're mine. So they're my rights. I can't go to someone else's. They're theirs. So the Bill of Rights is written by someone else. You can't change it. You can't amend it. You can't say, you know what, can I add to this bill of rights that everyone in America should drive a 57 Cadillac? <laughs> I'm just going to add that at the bottom in well. ink <laughs> and sign it. <laughs> of course, you can't change it, can you? So I don't know why people refer to it. Because, you know, if you try and get protected by someone else's paperwork, that person could take that paperwork away in other words you should never go looking for your rights your rights are with you all the time they're yours Mm -hmm. so many people go looking for them i says we you won't find them you'll find someone else's rights they have authority over those rights but if you use them that's their authority which means they can control you like human rights act that's a complete trap human color of man rights act acting as law so it's not law human rights act they're telling you in your face I don't get my rights from any Human Rights Act. I don't get my rights from a Bill of Rights. They're not mine. I didn't write them. So, yeah, people, I mean, I get this all the time. I, I talk to people online all the time. And I'll say something like, um, you have the right to privacy. I'll tell them, I'll, I'll say, you have the right to privacy. And they went, really? Where do I look this up? I oh, do no, no. You can't look it up. <laughs> you can't look it up. You can't look it up. So, yeah, you know, I said, you've got to change your mindset. You've got to fix it. You've got to get rid of this slave mentality. Don't go looking for it. So many people are looking for magic paperwork. They want to find this magic paperwork. Go, oh, I've got this magic paperwork. I've got my rights back. No, they're yours. And if you want to keep them, you use your paperwork. You put it in your paperwork. That's my rights. So, yeah, the Second Amendment, everyone's arguing. Second Amendment, I'm going, can you please wake up, American? American people, if you're watching this, please wake up especially okay.
0: Republicans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a big problem. These people don't realize that we were born naked and free, just like the birds. And we have dominion over the earth endowed by God, right? Those are, that is what law is. Not yes. some codes that some pedos wrote on a piece of paper. <laughs> that is not <laughs> the law. So people need to understand this separation. And, and the more you keep voting for oh. idiots, the more codes you're going to get, the more you invest into the slavery system. Yes. It's I mean, it's insane that people just don't want to get off that hamster wheel. They don't want to get out of that loop because they're, they're so used to like giving their authority away to, to some politician, some douchebag in a suit or whatever, <laughs> you know, um, I have. It's funny. I was uh, my, my barbers are very like Republican uh, and they're always talking about, you know, whatever's going on in the, in the government when I get my hair cut. And I tried to tell him one day, I'm like, I try to explain these things, but they don't understand. And I'm like, why why don't birds pay taxes? And he's like, the hell are you talking about? They're birds. They don't pay taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying to explain to him, like, listen, we're, we have dominion over the earth, just like everything else, born yes. free, you know? Yes. They're just so stuck in being told what to do. They need somebody to hold their hand or they need a leader. Right. But we have our own leaders.
1: I don't get that. I don't get no man wants to be led by another man. I don't get it. I mean, I really don't. I mean, you can respect someone for doing good work. You can respect another man. It's not a problem, but you don't want to be owned by him. You don't want to be controlled by him. You don't want to be ruled. Who wants that? I've never it's understood. More
0: erotic when you put it that way, Pete. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is, it? <laughs> I definitely don't want that. You might
1: be onto something. Maybe that explains it. But <laughs> I don't get it. Why do I want another man telling me what to do? I don't want that. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I can't figure it out. I can't.
0: Yeah. The voting, man. The voting is what gets me. And now you know we've got like Trump 2.0 uh, uh, with RFK and. Um, yeah, I. That's that's gonna be interesting to watch play out because uh, mm-hmm. it's like they they inserted the perfect new savior at the perfect yeah. time. <laughs> you know, he's like <laughs> saying all the stuff about the shots that we want to hear and yep. yeah, yeah. I
1: predicted this like years ago. I said, well, that's exactly what they're gonna do. Yep, and they're doing it, and people are falling for it. And I'm going, oh, God, I give up. Sometimes <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's crazy. They, they keep but, going for it. I mean, I don't understand why anyone follows politics anymore. It's insane. I, I mean, really especially don't. your politicians, you know, in America, <laughs> they can't even talk anymore.
0: <laughs> By referring to Biden,
1: yes,
0: <laughs> Jesus, yeah.
1: I'm going, can't even make sense of what they're saying. And I'm, come
0: on. <laughs> It's got to be some something of an act. I mean, I don't know. they maybe they're trying to um have people lose faith in the system with him, like he's maybe. kind of the poster boy for that. Because he can't be that retarded. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's no other way to put it, is <laughs> there? How can Honestly, it's almost like he's putting it on. Isn't there another one? Uh, is it Fetterman or something or something like that? A senator? There's some senator or something? And I keep seeing clips of him on. Um, he's a bald chap, and he doesn't wear a suit or something, And you know. Mm. And uh, he can't speak. And I get clips every now and again, and he's just
0: mumbling. And I go,
1: what's this guy talking about?
0: <laughs> I really- can't. When you wake up to, to this stuff, you really see it as a as a reality show. That's how I view yeah. it. And I, and I just don't turn that channel on, you know, no. most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's better not. Don't play the game. No, I, yeah.
1: I can't take it seriously anymore. It's the same over here in the UK. The polit- so-called politics is going on. It's a joke. It, I, I can't get into it. I, and, and Anyone starts talking about it, it, says, you do know you're being played. It's a, it's a Punch and Judy show. It's a soap opera yeah. And the actors aren't even that good anymore. It's yeah. <laughs> still terrible. <laughs>
0: yeah. i I might yeah, it's pretty terrible acting, I can say as a professional. Um but uh yeah, I might watch the debates because it's some of the best reality TV <coughs> you'll ever see. Like that's about it. Just to like, you know, see what mm-hmm. kind of blows they deal or whatever. But other than that, no. <laughs> um yeah, it's gotten crazy. W- what do you think, Pete, about the whole like Ill, quote-unquote illegal immigration thing. Mm. Um, what, what's very strange to me is that there's a lot of people within, you know, common law, if you want to call it that, that are very much against, like, people coming in. But mm-hmm. it's like, even, even if I, like, selfishly want to keep people out, if, if you believe in freedom, you can't really restrict people from going anywhere on God's land. That's true. Um, You're right. I mean, there's only government borders.
1: That's the thing. And when you use the word illegal immigrants, you go, well, that's giving you a clue straight away because that means contract, isn't it? Mm. So when you say illegal immigrant, it's not so much that person is entering the land, but what they're trying to do is they're trying to enter the corporation. And be a part of the corporation, which is illegal, because a lot of these illegal immigrants don't have the paperwork because they don't have uh, passports. Um, We have the national insurance number, for example, in the UK. You probably got the social security number, for example, over there, which, by the way, that's your human resource number. That's your, you know, stamp, you know. so, it would be illegal for these people to enter the corporation, the United States of America, and start asking for benefits and whatnot. It's the same in the UK. That's what an illegal immigrant means. It doesn't necessarily mean on the land, because the corporation is just a jurisdiction placed upon the land. It's not the land itself. But these illegal immigrants, the reason they're coming, Well, it depends on what part of the world you're talking about. But some of them are coming because of the benefits, you know, because if you get to these first world countries, I know America, a lot of people don't want to believe this, but America is a socialist country. Um, I don't know how much they spend, but it's in the trillions. They spend trillions on benefits. Well, a benefit uh, program is a socialist policy, you know, so you've got the food stamp snap card or whatever you know there's so many people receiving benefits now because that's a socialist um country so a lot of these illegal immigrants are going over there because they want all the free stuff it's the same here within the uk it's a socialist country um so you know the immigrants that make it to this country and um, they're getting free housing they're getting put in hotels for free they're getting they actually get paid more in benefits than people who are on pensions so that's a bit of an insult. I heard that I think the average pensioner in the UK, I think they only get it's like less than seven thousand a year. It's really tiny what they get in a pension. But then these illegal immigrants are coming over and they're getting seventeen thousand a year, mm-hmm. and that's more than the minimum wage. You got the minimum wages running at about fifteen ish. I haven't checked in a while. So if you are in full time work doing minimum wage, trying to do the decent thing, by the way, because that's honourable to work and pay your bills so you're paying you're getting less than some illegal immigrant that's come over here and just helping themselves to free house and all the rest of it but if you if you understand that's all corporate that's a corporation system it's commerce that's what's going on now in a free world if you got rid of the governments and you got rid of the benefits and all the rest of it then you would just have natural immigration and you would get people who want to start businesses which is much better i have no problem with you know people wanting to move to the country i live in as long as they want to contribute and you know be part of the economy and set up a business because i might go to another country who who knows but uh yeah uh, and that's when you would stop seeing this i mean the, the immigration you have today is engineered i think everybody knows that now it's not um people aren't deciding to do this it's, they're being forced a lot of people from the middle east are being forced out We know that the um, big corporations are funding a lot of the the boats and all the rest of it. We know that now. It's a corporate thing. And it's it's designed to destabilize the first world countries. That's what it's designed to do. And it's also designed to um, cause conflict. Because if you bring in that amount of people in at that fast rate that haven't adjusted to the culture, you're going to have a culture clash and you're going to get
0: problems, which is exactly what we're seeing now. And, and that's design System. Sega. You're overwhelming the system. I agree with you. Yes. Like the problem really is the system in place. Correct. Right? Right? Under that infrastructure, immigration is a problem, or illegal immigration yes. is a
1: problem. Illegal right? immigration that is engineered is a problem, 100%. Yeah. If you had a free market and um, you know, let's say open borders, uh, no benefit system, and all the rest of it, you've got rid of that, got rid government, you would have a natural immigration a lot lower, and you'd have individuals who want to move to another country, maybe for the climate, and they would adjust to that culture. They would learn the language so they could fit in, and they would learn the culture of this, you know, and they'll be part of the local culture, if you like. That's how it used to be, you know, centuries ago. Um, But today, it's it's forced, it's engineered, it's designed to cause problems, Mm -hmm. it's designed to overload housing stock, it's designed to destroy a local economy, because that's how you keep um, minimum wage so low. You flood the market with uh, unskilled, unskilled labor. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, businesses have got no incentive to offer a higher wage because there's so many unemployed, um, low-skilled labor they can just pick and choose. You know, you've got 100 people trying to get one job. Absolutely. So, it, yeah, it, just, it decimates the poor. You know, if you're, you know, working class, uh, yeah, you can't compete in that market. It's all by design. And it keeps the working class um, uh, tied to the, the government because the working class, they can't afford to live anymore. So the government steps in and says, oh, we're here to help, here's some benefits. And, of course, people fall for the scam.
0: <laughs> they've been And they've been trying to do this, like, um, what is it called? Uh, oh, the universal basic income? Yes, universal basic yeah. income. Yeah.
1: They're trying to bring that in, and it's like, oh, no. That is, a, that is so much of a trap. And, of course, this... Um, it's going to be a central bank digital currency as well. That will be universal. Yeah. Yeah. That we're, we're kind of screwed if that happens. Yeah. I know. I know. That is really bad. So we're trying to educate people in going back to gold and silver. So, I mean, it's good to see it's happening here in England, Scotland, and Wales that small groups are beginning to expand and are starting to actually create networks that doesn't use fiat. So they're using barter, they're using crypto, they're getting into the uh, gold and silver. Um, there's a lot of interest in these gold-back notes now. You might have heard them, uh, gold-backs. So it's, it looks like a note, you know, it looks like a typical note, that sort of size, but it's physically made out of gold. Yeah. And, it, you know, you can buy them relatively cheap. They're like three or four pounds each. Look very nice. It's real gold. No intrinsic value. Oh, sorry, no third party. It has intrinsic value. No tax to pay um private 100 percent private and people are starting to use these now as money
0: you know um goldbacks i like physical currency i don't like any of that digital stuff yeah <laughs> yeah if you don't know what you're doing you can get your fingers burnt <laughs> yeah yeah um since we were talking about the system one big qualm that people still have with this whole you know going back to like natural law thing is yep. they say well, I mean, who's gonna pay for the roads? Like, how are we gonna, you know, how are we gonna get all this stuff done? We're gonna be like, you know, a bunch of cavemen wandering yeah. around, and and it's gonna be like, I don't know. They they envision some kind of Mad Max scenario, I guess. Um, what yeah. do you envision, or what do you envision for for like a, a a system, if you can call it that?
1: Yeah, I mean the the sovereign way would be uh, individuals. Um, that operate within a network, you know, and you would co, co- cooperate. This is basically a free market. So anyone who understands the free market and knows the free market will be in favor of it. So a free market cannot have a central controlling body like a government. A government cannot exist in a free market. Because if you do have a government, then that's called a controlled market because the government's controlling it with taxes and licensing and um, uh, taxation and all the rest of it. So free market means no central control, no control at all, okay? It's up to the individual who they trade with. Now, the average person doesn't realize just how twisted the um, market is today, the market we find ourselves into today. Like, for example, the price of petrol. It's horrendously expensive here in England, and it's getting quite expensive in America. But, I mean, over here, we're paying something on the region of about £1.60 for a litre of petrol. Okay, I don't know what that is in dollar terms, but um, Libya is paying 5p a litre. And you go, why, why is Libya paying 5p and why, why are we paying £1.60? And that's because of the, the controlling aspect of the government and they make it artificially so expensive. Okay, So you've got tax, you've got duty, and then you've got the price of the petrol is artificially increased as well. I think everyone's beginning to wake up to that. Um, oil is so cheap and abundant, it's unbelievable and the energy that it produces is f- incredibly cheap. So to give you an idea, the if you had a free market, I think today the average person is spending something like, in, in England, UK, they're spending something in a region of about two and a half to three and a half thousand pounds a year on fuel, petrol, diesel, to run their car. That's what they're paying. Mm. Um, that would only be about 250 pounds in a free market. So you can see just how badly you're getting screwed over by the government because they're making everything so expensive. And they're making it expensive here to heat your home. So a lot of people are realizing that gas and electricity and all those things are going very expensive. It's now costing thousands of pounds to heat your home and light your home. And it should only be about £200 a year when you get rid of all the corruption. So if you get a free market, what you will find is that the wealth will return to the poor. Wealth starts at the bottom and works its way up. That's how it's supposed to work, by the way. So suddenly you won't be paying tax anymore. Uh, You won't need to be paying for licensing anymore. All that goes in the bin. You won't have to be paying for any of the bureaucracy that the government throws at you. All that goes in the bin. So so, suddenly you've got a lot more disposable income to play with. And now you can start spending money like you want to. This creates more wealth for other people because it creates more businesses. Now, going back to the roads, People don't understand the history of roads. See, governments did not have control of the roads at the beginning. It was the people who had the control of the roads. Because you've probably heard of this um, term trailblazer, right? Oh, you're a trailblazer. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, okay what does that mean? What does trailblazer come Well, a trailblazer would be someone, you know, a man who decides to cut his own path. This is another term you've probably heard of, cut his own path. And what he would do is you would go off, like, into the jungle or the woods or whatever, depending on what part of the world it is, where no one has been before. This is a frontiersman. There's another terminology, frontiersman, trails, trailblazer, cutting his own path. And he would hack through the forest and create a trail. And then other people would say, oh, okay, I'm going to follow this guy because he's made the trail. And then other people would come along and they would hack away a little bit more and widen the trail. And then over time, you would have a road. And then eventually you would have a road leading to another village because the frontiersmen decided to settle down. And then you'd have this road built by the people naturally. And then over time, people got um, sort of like uh, into the business sense and says, you know what, we will maintain the road. So people did this on their own, especially here in England. Um Because what happened was is the old uh, horse horse and cart would chew up the old roads, especially when it was raining, you see. But people would come in, fill, fill in the potholes, and they would charge for people to use the road, just a small amount. But over time, the roads were actually funded by rich people. They funded it, especially in London. You can see the history of this. So what it would be is you'd have a rich person who was living in a house and he'd have his business in town but the road would be muddy and he'd get mud on his shoes or his you know, horse and carriage and all the rest of it. Didn't like it. So he would pay for the road to be built and it would be cobblestones. He'd put that in. And then because he built that road, he'd had the right to name the road and he would call it his name. It'd be Henry's road. And it would take it from his house to center of town where his business is, but he would let everyone else use it. And not only that, but everyone was really thankful for Henry building the road. And then they would go to his business and, He'd get more money because he built the road to his business. So it was a win-win. So what I'm trying to say is people have been brainwashed to think that the government is needed to run or build roads. When no, it's the people who did it. And we have got the ability to do that right now. I can do it. You know, I'll give you an example. Is, uh, on my house, um, I, had the, I had my driveway widened so I could get two cars on it. And I needed the curb outside dropped so you could drive up i had to get the 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 council to do it it was a pain it took like six weeks and i could have done it in a week Uh, in fact i could have done it over a weekend myself and Hmm. it would only cost me 100 pound and i was happy to do it i'll I'll just do it myself no no council have to do it and i had to pay for that and it took them six weeks and it was a complete disaster but anyway Hmm. and the the governments don't maintain, maintain the roads now anyway no, look at all the potholes, and it's they're sticking speed
0: cameras everywhere. I don't want that. Yeah, yeah, cameras yeah. everywhere, and also, you know, when everything is left up to us, people think that it's going to be like a more violent society, and all that. And I think, but I think with more resources, happiness goes up. Yes, don't. People don't understand. Um, I think you know, people wouldn't have to worry about paying their their taxes or or all this governmental bs and that's Mm -hmm. you know you have everything you need there's no reason to cause crime right all of crime can be um you know you can kind of find it uh, attached to this whole system right that's where it that's where it derives
1: yes Absolutely. It comes from the poverty and desperation. This is where the crime comes from. Yeah. And a lot of the so-called crime is engineered anyway by government and the police. We're, I think a lot of people figure this out now that the, the government, the police and the courts are now all working together <laughs> oh, and organized crime. They're all working together now. Yeah. Um, so they're all I mean, this is the thing. I mean, it's getting quite obvious now that the police protect the criminals. They don't protect law abiding citizens anymore.
0: Yeah, I we're well, waking
1: up to that. It's obvious you, All you already got to I mean, every single day, there's another YouTube video of the police doing something criminal, protecting criminals now. So what I mean, over here, it's, it's really bad because um, some of the that we're talking about immigration before, but some of these um, illegal immigrants, they can pretty much do whatever they want. And you, the people are completely defenseless. They can't fight back because if the if the people try and fight back and protect themselves, guess what? The police step in and arrest them not the person who started it it's like here i mean you know if someone burgles your house so it's three o'clock in the morning you hear something's gone someone's broke through your window and they're trying to steal your tv you go downstairs if you beat that guy up and protect yourself in your own home you get arrested for assault (laughs) the burglar and they can
0: even sue you i mean come on happening yeah it's happening you Depends it's on the not... state. I think if you're in Texas, you can shoot them in the face. And move... Well, that's
1: different. Yeah, I'm going to move to Texas. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah, and you notice, the crime rate in Texas is really low. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: right. People they're can... armed. <laughs> right. Don't mess with Texas. That's their motto, right?
1: Correct. And you'll <laughs> notice that people get polite more. Because I noticed that about the Texans. They're very polite. You know, they can be, how do you doing, mom and all this sort of stuff, you know, and they're very polite. It's, it's like the wild, you know, I think if, it's a joke. Everyone says Wild West. It wasn't wild at all. That's the movies for you. Um, it was actually, everyone was very polite back then. You know, everyone respected women. Children were protected. Um, other men were respected, you know. Um, crime was virtually non-existent. Um, because the people were allowed to defend themselves, which is the way it should be. And I agree with that. If someone tries to break into my house, I'm going to shoot them and bury the body in the garden. It's got nothing to do with anyone else.
0: <laughs> Eat compost, yeah.
1: That's it. You know, and, you know, I'll be just digging a hole in my back garden and the neighbor will look over the fence and he'll go, oh, what are you doing? And I'm going, oh, I'm just burying this burglar. He tried to break in last night. And the neighbor should say, oh, yeah, fine. No problem. Oh, lovely weather,
0: isn't it? It just should be normal. <laughs> Guess what? Burglary would never happen, would it? <laughs> All right. in that time you could also draw down with anybody right like the old west yes.
1: <laughs> yes and that was because they were actually sovereign and that's why the sheriff couldn't even get involved because he didn't have the right to do that Right? because the, the American people were sovereign you can't mess with the sovereign he has the right to bear arms if two sovereigns want to go at it it's got nothing to do with anybody else it's their business mm-hmm. so
0: yeah you know that's the way I like I want to go back to that <laughs>
1: Can people, I have some of that, please?
0: Yeah, a lot of people think that's absolutely insane, but I think it makes more sense than the current slavery yes. for sure. Well, I look
1: around me now and I see insanity everywhere I see. I mean, it just take a look at
0: TikTok. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> oh man. It's there TikTok is, is really like I don't know how to describe it. It's a it's a disease. You know what I mean? Like oh and they're turning instagram into that they're turning youtube into that you'll see these short videos yeah where because they're, they they want to obliterate your attention span yes if you notice they're moving away from long form everything yes why well, you should watch these podcasts nice long form podcast you know train your attention because they want you like constantly like with th- with this like you know fake dopamine rush that you get from each clip and and you'll just like find yourself in this cycle of never-ending videos, like, oh, look at this person. Like, I want to see what they're doing in this video. <laughs> and then it's just you realize yeah. three hours is, have gone by, you know.
1: Yeah. And, and it's utter a- nonsense. Yeah. It's yeah. It's utter nonsense. It's like, um, I've seen I was watching this. Um someone sent it to me. It was a clip. And some of these women, they're doing this thing, and you pay money or something. The people watching it, usually men, are paying money, and they can put these little emojis that scroll up the screen. And these women are going, yummy, thank you. And all I'm going, only fans or something, right? Like, someone's the, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what men are paying for this? I'm going, I'm done. You know, I mean, it's insane. You just watch, you, I can't watch TikTok. I only watch the stuff people send me just because it's insane. But that's showing you the state of society, you know, that the, 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 you know, the, they're mentally gone. Yeah. <laughs> They've got yeah. no direction in life, no, no goals no no function no skills and they've just turned the brains have turned to mush yeah. and it's they're just trying to grab attention and oh my what so yeah can i go back to the wild west please <laughs> can we do a reset can i go back there yeah i looked up my own you because know, that
0: well <laughs> and they're, and they're targeting yes. the youth for sure with that stuff right I, got,
2: yeah, absolutely
0: i have a tiktok only so i can just grab like a video that i May see here and there, but the second I open my YouTube, and this goes for like one of my Instagram accounts too. Like I have a photography account, I am flooded with absolute pornography. Yeah, (laughs) I don't look at anything like that, and I'm flood like I just see like a chick spread eagle like the second on (laughs) TikTok, and I'm like, bro, whoa, what's going on? (laughs) What's going on here? Like I'm a fan, but damn. (laughs) it's so much pornography. It's so, so many naked girls. And like, it's, a, it's again, it's that dopamine thing. And they want you stuck in this like sexual energy all the time.
1: Yeah, I know. And it's decimating a lot of the men. Cause a lot of the men are, they don't have girlfriends. They're, they're incapable of getting girlfriends. They've, you know, well, I say men, a man, a man can, but they're boys. They haven't um, become a man yet that, you know, they're playing Xbox. They're 35 years old and still living at home with a mom. And, you know they've got no drive no determination they haven't done anything with their lives they haven't bought a house or a car they're not trying to achieve anything they don't work um they've not um, they've got no savings that sort of stuff they have got no um nothing to offer women and the women aren't interested yeah that's 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 a bit like uh, Andrew Tate sort of stuff <laughs> I was just gonna mention him yeah <laughs> I just realized what I was talking but yeah I mean he's got some good points you know men should take Take control and um,
0: do something with it. And then not. And
1: then not. Yeah.
0: He has a good point. I think he, he may very well be like a plant. And I think that some of his stuff is skewed in the wrong direction for sure. Mm. So I'm not like trying to glorify Andrew Tate because uh, I don't agree with everything. But uh, I have seen an, a positive effect that he has had on younger yes. men. I was literally in a restaurant uh, picking up some food and some like 13, 14 year olds. I got into a conversation with them somehow and they're asking me about Andrew Tate and they're like, they're like, yeah, I like him. Like, you know, what, what's like, do you think there's anything wrong with like being masculine and stuff? I'm like, absolutely not. Like, oh. and I was like, this is why I like, I like the things he says, but, and, but I said, do your own research. Don't believe hundred percent of what an, anybody says, you know? And I left them with that. But just to hear kids that age talking about something like that was like really amazing to me. So, mm. You know they may be using these figures to like skew you in the wrong direction. You have to be cognizant of that. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, screw it. Like, if it keeps men from turning into like little girls everywhere, then I agree. Yeah, yeah.
1: Riding around on their little e scooters, their electric scooters, wearing the My Little Pony pink T shirts and the soy bag. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <horrible>. <laughs> have
0: you heard of the bronies?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking <laughs> Oh, no,
0: No. but
1: yeah, I mean, I like the message he's saying now. You know, I mean, I saw some, I did check him out. You know, so what's this Andrew Tate thing? And some of his earlier stuff was a little bit douchey. You know, maybe that was a bit of bravado. Maybe he was going a little bit too far with some of the stuff. But today, he seems to have cleaned up his act a little bit. And his message, I tend to agree with it. You've got to be, you know, masculine you've got to be a man you've got to take charge of your life you know don't be a doormat don't be told what to do you know if there was more men in this world who thought like that there would be no wars there'd be no poverty there would be no corruption because the men wouldn't put up with it there'll be no ped- pedophiles as well <laughs>
0: yeah we'd <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah exactly yeah i'll be digging another, another hole <laughs> go get the pedos in there there you go
0: youtube's gonna flag me for this Oh, God,
1: yeah, you might have to beep some of that. (laughs) Uh
0: One thing I will say about Andrew Tate that I do like is that he has woken up a younger generation to the idea of the New World Order. Yes. He has repeatedly talked about that, and just the fact that that is being inserted into the consciousness of the youth is amazing. Yes. I totally agree. You know, people, I mean, some of the stuff that that Andrew Tate's coming
1: out with, it's like on the nose, it really is. And I'm going, I can't believe he's saying this. And the amount of people that follow him and, you know,
0: are listening to this, I'm going,
1: keep it up, mate. So if you're watching, Andrew, keep it up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think people just need to learn how to really like not, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater on on everyone. Like you can can take gems from every person without 100% wholeheartedly like, you know, believing in everything they're espousing.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, here's the thing that I try and say to people. Um, I, I like I say, I hold a, a workshop every Thursday for people. Is try taking the information from the person rather than judge it on the person. If that makes sense, okay. So just listen to the information. If the information is good, take the information. So a lot of people get pulled into this thing like, oh, I'm not going to listen to Andrew Tate. He's a shill or whatever. He's controlled opposition. I'm going, well, even if he is, still take the good stuff. Yeah, You know, because I like to share quite a lot of stuff on my uh, Facebook page. I mean, uh, I like some of the stuff Katie Hopkins says. You know, she's uh, quite well known over (laughs) here in in, in the UK. And everyone's like, oh, don't listen to her. No, no, no. Listen to what she's saying. The, The information she's saying is good. Listen to that. So take the information and share the information and try and put the person behind it. You know, just, just, it's not important. It's not important who's saying it. it is the information that's being said. Um, But yeah, everyone falls into this. Oh, don't listen to that person. She's a shill or he's a shill or controlled opposition.
0: I don't play that game. I don't care. And some, some people are more obvious than others. I will, I will admit, but um, I'm personally the type of person who will listen to, everyone and just separate the dog shit from the from the from the gold you know what i mean like mm-hmm. um, a lot of people would agree like um what's his name alex jones is oh yeah he compromised now but if you listen to a- alex jones like 90 something percent of what he says is actual facts <laughs> and he's well researched yes uh, yeah, I mean, he says some really profound, amazing things sometimes, but it's just—it's just about like going through it and being like, okay, dog shit, dog. Like he does, he believes in viruses at the same time, and like he pushes. I know. So it's like, okay, discard that crap and take yeah. this stuff. You know, take the good stuff. Take the good... I mean, I remember watching. I mean, this is years ago when I
1: started watching Infowars, and uh, he, he, this has got to be going back at least ten years. And he did a thing on um, aspartame the artificial sweetener. It's in everything. Was, yeah, yeah. You know, and it turns out it was completely true. We, we now know that it damages the eyes, damages the brain, because um, I looked into it, and yeah, it breaks down into wood alcohol when you eat it, and then that's what damages your your brain and your eyes and all of things. A... So he's correct. So a lot of the stuff that he says, I mean, to, this is the thing, this is how I actually got into a lot of this stuff, is I would listen to things like Alex Jones and David Icke was another one, And I was going, really? You know, I listened to something. Is is that true? You know, um, I remember in the early 2000s, listening to some 9-11 stuff, and I discovered state-sponsored terrorism. I went, what? Never heard of this before. Better do my research. Turns out it's true. Found out the Mujahideen and all this, now the American government sponsored them to destabilize Soviet uh, Russia. I said, I didn't know. Why is this not taught in schools? So listening to those people, actually sent me down the rabbit holes of doing my own research because I'm going to check this out. Another one is um, uh, James Corbett. Mm-hmm. He's got some great stuff. You know, I was listening to some of his stuff, and I'm going, really? Is that true? You know, You're know, listening to it. That true? Better check it out. I go and check it out. Yes, it's true. So, In fact, anyone listening to me, I want you to do the same. So if I say something, don't just believe me. Go and check it out. <laughs> That's what I say to everybody. Go and check it out. Do your own homework. But, yeah, if it wasn't for the people like that, I probably wouldn't have researched a lot of the stuff that I've you know, discovered myself. Because you don't know where to begin your own research until someone says something. Yeah, and then you go yeah. off and go, is that true? Um, yeah, this is how I discovered uh, fiat currency after 9 It was because I was looking into financial stuff and I was hearing all these new terminologies. I've never heard it before, like fractional reserve banking and all this. And what's all that about? You know, and fiat currency, what's going on here? Got to go and research it. Mm. wow what did i find okay. <laughs> ended up discovering the birth certificate is a securitized instrument and we're all chattel <laughs> you know what <laughs> and we don't own anything look where i ended up
0: <laughs> yeah. It, yeah a lot of people started that way with people with people like that yeah you can't you can't deny it um yeah. and um yeah, mentioning aspartame did you know that like there's not if you pick up like any pack of bubble gum or any like mints or anything that it's all aspartame like uh, all of them have aspartame i don't think you can find one like pack of gum or mint anything that doesn't have it
1: nope i stopped chewing gum years ago i used to have it when i was a kid i was like chewies you know yeah don't anymore you can't find natural stuff anymore but yeah you're right it's in it's in it's in a whole load of other stuff not just chewing gum it's in you'd be surprised at where you'll find it. it's in the diet coke and all the rest of it
0: yeah yeah it's i mean it's so rampant like everything is poison i i was dating a girl and she thought i was absolutely insane because i wouldn't eat anything like that, like that <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to date because yeah the people who don't aren't you know aren't aware they just think mm. that you're some kind of freak, but you, it's just that, you know, I realized that literally they're trying to poison us with everything. There's what, what's that uh, titanium dioxide is in everything too.
1: Yes. Yes. That's it, right. Yeah. It's in uh, also uh, uh, there's a aluminium or you lot say aluminum <laughs> in your, um, in de- deodorant. Yes. So you're spraying it on, you know? Um. I mean, I don't eat supermarket food anymore. If it's got E numbers in it, I don't eat it. Mm. Like it's a crisp, biscuits. No, no, that's it. I'm done. I'm not eating it. I, I eat organic now. Mm. Um, but I try and tell people, I say, you shouldn't eat that E-number stuff. Oh, you know the insect stuff. You know a lot of people saying, no, oh, they're trying to make us eat insects. Well, I've got news for you. You've we been are. eating insects. Yes, already. You've been eating it since the 80s. It's these E-numbers. Go and look it up.
0: The coding um, on Advil is like from a red bug, isn't it? Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it is. Absolutely. If it's red. That's bugs. <laughs> and oh. I think, um, was it E? I can't remember the number E. I think it's in the hundreds. E 105 or something like that is mealworms. <laughs> so you're eating that. So look at the, go online and everyone should do this. Go online, look up the E numbers. You can find it out there and then you'll find what the E numbers actually refer to. And then you'll realize
0: what you're actually eating. Z <laughs> bugs. You are, yes. You are, bugs. you are eating the bugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's terrifying yeah Yeah. that's why i don't eat it anymore (laughs) it's and it's but it's so hard to to shop and find everything organic i mean a lot of the fruit you can't find organic stuff nope no
1: you can't you can't
0: and most of even the organic stuff
1: isn't organic right yeah you, you know like bananas that's not found in nature watermelon that's not found in nature you know, there's a whole load of so-called fruits that people eat and vegetables, like kale. That's not found in nature. That's a GMO. You know, yeah, so, it's it's, it's man-made.
0: Yeah,
1: I think cabbage as well is another one that's not in, in nature. Tomato is another one that's not found in nature. There's no natural tomato plants. Really? Like not at yeah. all? No, it's crossbred with something else. If you look at what a normal tomato looks like, it's like small and green, and then they crossbred it with something else. Oh. So and cauliflower I think that's another one that's that's that was something to do with mustards a mustard plant or something they crossbred it with something else and they created cauliflower um mm-hmm. yeah go and check it out so a lot of the stuff that people are eating they're going on oh, organic um you know fruits and veggies. Mm, no apples today they're not um organic they've got 10 times the sugar in them than nature ever intended they've been crossbred
0: and some of them they like they spray like a like a coating on them to make them look like a like an apple yeah. or something i don't even know what the process is but yeah it's, it's a plastic
1: film it's um oh it's an e-number and i can't remember what it is but it's supposed to make them um last longer so preservative but it is like literally like a plastic film you know mm-hmm. a, a synthetic film but yeah. you're eating that when you when you're biting into it and it's that there's a label it, again they do everything in codes the reason they do it in coats so you don't recognize it you see they don't say this has got synthetic plastic sprayed on it they'll go code EZ3 on a little little label no one looks at it and just eats it go and look the code up (laughs) it's your fault
0: if you consume it right because you didn't do the research
1: that's right and that's how the government operates you see everything's done on assumption you didn't check it out you just assumed we tried to tell you that's what the government says Mm. Everything done on assumption.
0: What do you think of these people who are like into drinking their own urine, Pete? Oh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm trying to say don't do that. See, you've got got two camps. Either you believe that your body detoxes every day, which I believe, right? Which it does. Every hour of the day, every minute of the day, your body is detoxing you. Okay, that's what it does. So you've got to ask yourself, where does the body put these toxins? Okay, because the the, the the don't want to be indelicate here, but the the, the human body has a um, mechanism for dumping the toxins <laughs> and flushing the toxins. So Where do you think it puts the toxins? Mm-hmm. Don't drink it because the body's worked hard to get rid of all the toxins, and then you're drinking it and you're putting it right back in your body.
0: The the funny thing is is like they say, well, no, you have to you have to do a water fast. You can't, you know, you have to have a clean system. And it's like, well, then any positive effects you're getting is just from a water fast. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you're not if you're doing just water, you're not really seeing. And I've had people tell me like I didn't really, you know, I felt a little more energetic maybe, but and but. <laughs> And like, even if there is some good stuff, it's like, well, there might be some good stuff in my feces too, but I'm not going to eat my feces. You know what I mean? Like I could find some Skittles left in there or
2: something. (laughs) A bit of corn or
1: something. (laughs) We've gone off the rails. sorry.
0: (laughs) I'm very indelicate. Uh, But but, but, I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. I agree. It's crazy. It is. People will defend their urine therapy. No. time.
1: I mean if the body thought it was good for you the body would have figured out a way to recirculate it in the body exactly right you know it, if the body is trying to get rid of it if it's trying to expel it from the body guess what the body doesn't want it mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't
0: make it any more simple than that your but body doesn't make mistakes it's like terrain 101 right
1: absolutely, I don't absolutely. Get it. but yeah i mean i mean going to the fasting side of things um, you you should fast I mean, in fact, we were supposed to, for our our ancestors, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago, we wouldn't eat three or four times a day. You might eat every other day, you know, when you hunted and you actually got the kill. So you would eat, but then you might not eat for a day or two. Um, so that's our bodies are designed for that. So I think what it is, I think it's called epoctosives or epoctosives or something like that. I can't quite remember now. But what the know. body, <laughs> what's that? apoptosis. I that's it. That's it. That's what it is. E- apoptosis. And it's, um, it's where the body cleans itself. up. It cl- so when you don't eat, uh, the body cleans all the cells up in the body. Uh, you know, it takes cells that are a bit old. It's self-
0: down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, but every time you eat, as soon as you eat, the body stops that process because now it's got to digest food. So it switches. So if you keep eating, if you eat three or four or five times a day, the body doesn't ne- never has time to clean up. So if you have a fast, if you don't eat for a day, then the body says, oh, great. We've got time to clean up. And it has a clean up and has a detox. And I think though you don't really need to fast more than about three days. I know a lot of people go like seven days. I'm going to do a seven day fast. I'm going to do a 10 day fast.
0: But I think three days is really, that's your benefits. After that, have something to eat. Mm, yeah, that would be right. Um, I, maybe it depends on what you're going for. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you're trying to lose weight, then fasting is a good way to go. Yeah, fasting is a natural way to just kind of like conserve energy and get all the stuff out of the way. Yep. You know, because we're constantly putting stuff in the way and it, and the body can't deal with it. And that's why like when you're sick sometimes you won't feel hungry because your yep. body knows it has to focus on this thing that's happening. So, absolutely. Fast. Yeah. Because if you eat, the body then has to switch and it now has to digest
1: the food that you've eaten, but the body's working on trying to make you better. So that's why you're not hungry when you're ill, because the body, we haven't got time to digest the food. We're dealing on this. So, yeah, that's why you don't feel hungry. Mm-hmm. So you, you should trust your body. I mean, people need to get into this rhythm where you only eat when you're hungry, but people are just eating for comfort or oh, it's the time of day I'm going to eat now. Yeah. So, but if you're not hungry, what do you think where do you think that's food food's gonna go? It's just gonna make you fat. You mm-hmm. know, you're just gonna put more weight on. So stop doing it. And you'll save money as well, because you're not spending it on junk food and snacks all day long. hmm And you do you still not eat vegetables? No, no. Nope. I've given up the vegetables and the fruit. I just eat meat now. So um and I normally eat um once a day, maybe, or twice. Two times a day or once a day. And that's the I mean, today I've not eaten at all today. Um, so and over here it's eight o'clock in the evening. So I'll probably eat about nine o'clock tonight. I'll have a steak or something. Nice. Um, that'll do me. Mm-hmm. So I've not had it. No lunch. No breakfast. No, don't have breakfast, people. <laughs> breakfast <laughs> It's the biggest scam out, is it? <laughs> they did an advertising slogan. Most important meal of the day is breakfast, and everyone went, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's,
2: that's
1: find skip. the let I skip
0: it more now. <laughs> yeah yeah don't do that i still like my coffee in the morning though
1: we'll have some coffee okay yeah i have a coffee occasionally i I try and have two a day that's my limit yeah same yeah 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 yeah. i used to have like six or seven in the day and that's no good for you that really isn't so yeah yeah i'll have one in the morning and um at least in the evening when i have a coffee in the evening i I make it a bullet coffee so i'll put some butter in there and um i'll put some other things like i'll put an egg in it as well whisk it up so and i'll put some raw milk and whatnot so it's the coffee size not good for you, but at least I'm drinking some other good stuff with it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I want to switch gears back to law real quick, and then I'm gonna let you go because I know time is uh flying. Sure, back. yeah, we've been chatting for a couple of hours now. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned David Ike. Uh, I wanted to ask you your opinion on that whole thing. He's been banned from like several different countries or something. That seems like a tough, tough deal to work through. Like, what do you think his best best bet is like? Does he he has to take every person individually, doesn't he, and and kind of deal with them? True.
1: Um, now there is a way around this, but you have to try and understand how the system works. When you understand how it works, and your passport actually restricts you from traveling, people think it may, it allows you to travel. No, it restricts your travel, hmm. and your passport is not you. It's your birth certificate corporation. It's not you. If it'll say on the passport, it'll say either like American citizen or British citizen or whatever. So they're telling you this, not you. But there is a way that, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say this is easy, like, oh, I'll just do this. But there actually is a way to travel using an affidavit. So you would create an affidavit of who you are. Um, you have the right to travel. And then if anyone should tra- try and stop you traveling, then they've just violated your rights. And then you've got a position to sue them. So... Yes. It's a bit more complicated. I mean, if we had tons of time, we we'll would probably go into more detail, but um, people have got to get away from the passport thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, the average passport, by the way, operates at the lowest jurisdiction there is within the legal system. You are considered a pauper. You are considered a plebeian. You are, you have become a member of the public with a passport. You are lowest of the low and you've given up your right to travel. When you take a passport, that's what you've done. Um, but there are ways to actually levitate that passport at the national level. So you can operate a passport higher up at the national level. This is, it takes a lot of work. Um, And I am still working on that remedy. I don't have all the pieces yet, Um, but you can operate your passport at the national level. So I don't know how it works with American passports, but over here within a British passport, it will say type P, which means plebeian, pauper, that sort of thing member of the public partner is another one lowest to the low but if you get a type d that makes you a diplomat that means you've got diplomatic immunity you're actually operating at the national level and you're not part of the uk so that means that they can't stop you now the police can't touch you because the police actually operate very low down in this legal system very very low down um they can only deal with members of the public for example and a member of the public is a legal title by the way um you know citizens civilians they can only deal with low low level legal titles but if you've got a passport diplomatic immunity the police can't touch you the government can't touch you you go to a
0: you go to an airport they can't stop you they can't even look in your bags they don't have the right Pete wilson gave me a site where you can get a card diplomatic immunity but i Mm. i i don't know much about that though like is is, can you get in trouble for having one
1: or (laughs) Not if it's done through the proper channels. I mean, you've got to make sure that the card is done correctly. I am still looking at it. We are thinking of, well, we are looking into doing our our sovereign passport. You know, it's one of the projects I'm working on. Mm -hmm. But there's some pieces missing I haven't got yet. And it's not a Google search, unfortunately. But I am trying to get the pieces together. But if I can get all the pieces together, um, I can create that document. And that means that you can't be stopped. So you go uh, on a, a you know air, air airport, you're not queuing. <laughs> I'm not having a bag search. You walk straight in, yeah, diplomatic community. You you can't stop me. <laughs> but you got to know how the system works first to understand the remedies. Yeah. So, um... but that's what David Icke needs to do. He needs to sort of. Now, I've been invi- uh, uh, I've been on his podcast. Um, it was uh, G- Gareth Hite and Jamie Icke, You know, I've been. I've, they're gonna to have to have me on again. <laughs> I'll have to explain it to them. Up, David, <laughs> I come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, David, I was on your your podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, I invited him back, but I haven't heard. I haven't heard yeah. back. Oh yeah. well, if you get me back on, no, Jim, she, she speak to me, and I can explain. I the first time, actually, <laughs> I told them about you. Yeah. Yeah. he he did a thing on on law recently with some other guy something smith maybe some very basic kind of name i can't remember okay but uh yeah he should talk to you
1: guys (laughs) yeah absolutely we're working on the system i mean it's taken me a long time see what i've had to do is map out the system itself i had to figure that out so i had to figure out how everything works private national and uh, public jurisdictions, for example, how the monetary system works, you know, the Unum Sanctum, the um, the SESTA KV Trust, all this stuff. I had to figure that out before I could then get into it and decide or figure out the, what the remedies are. So that's why it takes so long to research this stuff. And I'm still researching. I don't think I'll ever know it all. Mm. I don't think anyone will. Um, but I'm that close to cracking somebody's, um, you know, the passport thing. And well, another one I'm really close on is becoming um you're a secure party creditor where you can facilitate your own credit now if i can crack that (laughs) i know it can be done because that's what the uh, credit cards do and the mortgage companies do and the insurance companies do they facilitate your credit well if they can do it then i can do it Mm -hmm. which means you don't make payments (laughs) wow so think of it like having a credit card that you can use forever
0: never make any payments on it because it's your credit wow do you have do you have stuff on discharging like credit cards and all that?
1: Yeah, I'm working on it. I don't have all the pieces. I have looked at a lot of people's other remedies online, and some of them are good. Um, but there seems to be pieces missing. Um, but yeah, it's it's on my list of projects. I'm dealing on about 150 projects at the minute that I need
0: answers on. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's enough hours in the day. Um, yeah, I and mean, you guys need to all get together. And I've tried to get you guys together, yeah. but some of you don't like like my friend (laughs) who say they're sovereign and like I'm like dude just talk just talk to people like you guys need to all you know learn from each other that would be the the best way to to get things done because you all have really like amazing work that you do and um, and personally I think you know sovereignty is the way right It's it's the terrain of law if you will it so. is
1: sovereignty is key that's the absolute that's the way out of this nightmare is to wake up become sovereign yeah. clean that slave mentality out yeah. but i've been trying to get people together for years and it's really difficult you know um i mean i don't want to name any names but there's a lot of people in the freedom truth movement that are let's say unreliable so they might say that they will do a thing and they'll be on time and then they don't show we've we've tried to put events on here for people and they've not turned up and we've got like a hundred people coming and we go, Oh my god, what you know, we've hmm. done the tickets and everything, and then the person doesn't turn up and then I've had to do an emergency presentation or something. Yes. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of people I don't know about you, you know, when you book guests, I don't know how many of them are reliable and actually turn up and actually are on time. <laughs> but I've tried to book meetings with so many people and they don't show or <laughs>
0: wow i've been pretty lucky but i've stuck to like you pete wilson and rob um... oh pete pete wilson's really good i he's he's on
1: the ball he's yeah if he says he's going to do something it gets done mm-hmm. he's a man of his word so yeah pete wilson's really good yeah i'd, I'd yeah i'd book him no problem at all. i know he
0: turned up <laughs> yeah he's awesome um well yeah i mean i hope everybody goes over to your your site and and takes an interest um tell people like where, where to find you again. And um Oh, maybe like you, you have a wiki now, right?
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So if you go on the website, which is the sovereign Okay. It's free membership. You just sign up. Not a problem. There's a whole load of free documents on there explains affidavits notices. And we've now put together a sovereign wiki. It's just like Wikipedia, but it's about uh, truth, sovereignty, law, legal, all that sort of stuff. Right. And the idea is, is anyone can use it. It's open source. So if you've got some good information and you want to share it with somebody like templates or legal processes or whatever you want, feel free to use the wiki. Some people have started to use it already. So now we've got some stuff on there that's quite useful, like parking tickets, stuff. And I think there's something on Dunn's numbers and council tax. So yeah, Sovereign Wiki. So if you go to the SovereignProject.live website, there's a yellow button. It says Sovereign Wiki. Click on that. Takes you to the Sovereign Wiki help yourself and that's free the sovereign project always wants to give the information out for free so that's what we want to do so it's free downloads free sovereign wiki information is always free my time's not free by the way <laughs> so you know um if i, do yeah, speak I don't speak really event...
0: about that i will say that's why i like you guys i i know you know it's not just like profit for you like no. you're actually trying to make a difference yes yes
1: we'll do that we'll do it for free um obviously the manual isn't free It's there you go <laughs> flashing it again <laughs> <laughs> but if people want to buy it it helps us out because we sell some of those it helps run the website so
0: you actually like i didn't realize this for the longest time but you actually wrote a book too but you never yeah. talk about it
1: <laughs> so. I, get, I get told off that i don't promote my books i'm not yeah. very good at it and um like me,
0: there I, forget we go. I forget to promote things the system
1: Yep, Death by a Thousand Cuts. So I, put, I think I um published this in 2017. And I was telling everybody, I said, look, there's a lockdown coming. So this mm-hmm. is a basic intro to the system itself. It does this, all sorts of stuff. There's um covers, uh, you know, propaganda. So if people want to learn about propaganda, there's a section on that. Um, uh, arguments, different types of argument, you know, straw man. It's, a, it's, a, it's just to get, everyone up to speed really it's fractional reserve banking all that sort of stuff is in there so quantitative easing easing as explained so it gets everyone up to speed uh, you need the basics before you can tackle this you know that's this gets a bit more detailed and then once we're now doing a master class so we're actually doing another level which is unum sanctum stuff which is pretty ever going but you've got to know the basics before you get into that
0: amazing hope everybody checks it out pete stone from the sovereign project always nice to talk to you thank you so much for for coming by again and for anybody who's interested in this stuff i think i have like three or four episodes with pete that i've done like some of them are in the first 10 that i did somewhere i think yeah back in the day yes yeah definitely (laughs) check those out if you're interested in this stuff we go into a lot more detail on on certain things um yeah, and if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so via the link in the in the description box. That is always appreciated. We depend on people like you. Uh, thanks again, Pete. Really appreciate it. Anytime. Nice to chat to you again.